Hello and welcome to This Is Ibrox, the Rangers podcast. I'm Martin Douglas and joining me tonight we have pod regular Willie Boyd. Willie, how you doing? I'm fine, Martin. How are you, pal? Ah, no bad, mate, no bad. Uh, we've also had to make a couple of substitutions because as a coincidence, Tommy and Scott are off at the same time. So we brought in tech guru and IT wizard, the Billy McCall. Billy, mate, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Good to be on. You nervous? Nah, I'm a legend. And making his podcast debut is the man with, quite honestly, the greatest surname ever, Ross Kilverton. Ross, how are you? I'm not bad, mate. How are you? No bad, mate. No bad. Have you got first podcast nerves? No, I'll be a bit I should sell in hopefully. Right, the podcast is available on YouTube and Facebook to view. You can also view it on the website. This is ibrox.co.uk. It's available to download on whatever platform you use, Stitcher, Acast, iTunes, Spotify, etc, etc. Right gents, some breaking news today, but we'll quickly go over the buyer game first because I want to get stuck into the breaking news today. And Billy, I'll come to you first. It seems like ages ago now, but the starting lineup we started with Hollander and Barker. Was that kind of evident of the position that we were in that maybe Gerard thought, I'll give a couple of guys some game time because this is going to be a really insurmountable uh, lead to pull back? Uh, no, I don't actually think so because I think with Gerard's mentality, he doesn't want to win, uh, sorry, doesn't want to lose any game. And I thought, obviously, with the Barker's pace, I think that's what he was going for. Um, I was surprised, to be honest, to see Barker in the team. But um, I think looking at it, the first five, ten minutes, obviously, we had a wee bit of the ball, but after that, we, we didn't. And then looking back, could had you been in there linking the play up better because we were so far back in the pitch, and every time we went forward, we just lost the ball. The, the greatest thing for that game, I think, and Kevin Thompson mentioned it in commentary, was Barker's hair, wasn't it? That was tremendous. <laughs> well, that, that was tremendous. <laughs> but, but, Ross, we'll come to the all-round performance in a minute, but I want to pick up on the performance of Hollander because the team, all right, listen, we were playing a far superior team, right? There's no denying that. But I thought Hollander actually looked quite solid considering he's been out for eight months and he's had knee football. Oh, definitely. I was quite surprised to see him in the starting lineup. But he'd done the best job he could do. Like, you're up against one of the top five teams in Germany. So, as you say, if he went down for the first leg, it's, it's a tough task. But it was good to get him 90 minutes into the game. Um, that's what he could have really done. Absolutely. And while well, like Ross says, 3 1 done, really, really difficult to come back. But I think on the night, we were all quite disappointed with the performance. Um, aye, but like last week, I, I kind of touched on it. I thought we'd kind of use it as a training game, to be totally honest. And that's the way I kind of think we've done it as. It was like another pre-season game. Um, I think we're totally outclassed, as as we've kind of said, to be honest, over the course of the, the 90 minutes or the 180 minutes. Um, you know, this as you touched on, the surprises in the selection for me were uh, Barker, and uh, Hollander starting, you know, Hollander being out so long. Um, also, he only played what one game and he was pretty disastrous against mm. Coventry, went it as well. But he came back a total different player on, on um, last Thursday night. I thought he was probably our best player in the park. One kind of um, thing I remember was ha- Havertz going past him. And I thought, oh, here we go, he's gone past him too easy. But, you know, Hollander's used his experience and he's ran you know, eating the ground to meet him, like at the other side and narrow the angles really well um, to, to stop Havertz really doing anything with the ball. I thought he was a total standout for the game, you know. The one thing I did notice about the game, Billy, and it was quite evident it was a tactic for Bayer, was that we chip over the defence. And yeah, that's eventually where, where the goal came for, you know, a chip over and the boy Diaby, who looks a player, by the way, I must oh, admit, he looks a cracking exactly. player. But he took the ball well and it was, a, it was a great finish, but again, it was just a wee dink over the defence. A dink over the defence, um, listen, they've been doing it time and time again, but see the way he brought it down, he controlled it perfectly, mm-hmm. easy in and finished it great as well. But see, to be honest with you, we could have actually been about 3-0 down by then. Absolutely. Um, but we got lucky. 
where I think, I think it was Havertz when he got a shot off. I think it was just a wee kind of snapshot type of thing, clipped the top of the bar. And then was it a mistake? And he was wondering, no, he got played through and then he just missed when he normally scores the chances. So, I mean, let's be honest, it's barely Leverkusen, they're such a good team, the class above us. And that's not me discrediting, it's just being realistic. Oh, yeah, I you know, some people don't like hearing that. No, but it's the truth. And mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. The game they played after it against Inter Milan, that shows you the level that... Aye. I mean, we will never be able to compete on that level, I don't think, because of the league that we play in. But Inter Milan showed that they have a wee bit of a class above Bayern again. But, but Ross, in general, and I've heard a couple of debates, well, not heard, seen on Twitter about the European run. A few fans weren't happy, but... I think if you, you've got to look at where we came from, but the, the progress, debacle, Gerard's first season getting to the group stages, this season getting to the last 16, it's been a pretty good European run. Oh, definitely. Like, when Gerard came in, I was just hoping that we get into the group stages. After that, anything after that's a bonus for me. Like, to see European football back, I brought some, some good away trips. This is what every fan wants. What the club needs, especially for getting the money in as well. To get to the last 16 is absolutely brilliant. And as Bill says, by Leverkusen is just a class above. And if they did somehow win that game, we'd love to beat Inter. I highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. But it's, it's definitely been excellent progress in Gerard in Europe anyway. I don't know. I don't know so much. I think Big Goldson would have had Lukaku in his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but well, uh, one thing that has done and it has helped with is the coefficient. And I think next season we're going to have two teams in the qualifying rounds for the Champions League. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure before we went down, the Scottish League says we don't need Rangers. No, I think I, I made a wee kind of dig at that in one of my Twitter posts. I, I don't really know too much about how the coefficient works, but it's definitely improved since we've come back and started helping um, kind of put the points back on the board for, for the rest of the teams to get a good bit of money. And hopefully we can get somebody back in the Champions League group stages again. That's... That's what I think we all want. Well, Rangers, we want Rangers back in the group stages, don't we, to be honest. Um, so just going back to the game there as well, um, I thought it was really good getting Patterson on the part. You know, a homegrown player coming through the academy, that would do his confidence. The world are good, and I don't think he really put a foot wrong uh, when he came on either. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he maybe plays a wee bit more this season, because he's clearly back up, but maybe they'll try and bring him in against maybe a cup run, maybe play him as a cup right back or whatever. I know Tavenier's the club captain, so it's probably not going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see him maybe get a few minutes. I don't know, Tavenier's had a couple of niggles, actually, towards the start of this season. And like you say, Patterson's come in and he's never put a foot wrong, for me anyway. No. Um, but right, gents, let's move on to the talking point of the day. And, right, we started this podcast, right, and this is a Rangers podcast, so we're always going to have the blue-tinted specs on, right? No doubt about that. But what we, obviously what we're about to talk about involves Aberdeen and Celtic, right? Two clubs that we don't exactly got on me, right? But I want to be brutally honest about my feelings on this. And before I, before I make any comment, Ross, I'll come to you first, right? Firstly, we've got Aberdeen with the players going out, having a booze up after getting beat, which astounds me, right? Two of the players pick up COVID. Nine of the players are out. The game postponed against St. Johnston, blah, blah, blah. And then we've got a Celtic player in ball and goalie who goes to Spain for whatever reason, I don't know. Comes back, doesn't tell anybody he's went to Spain and plays against Kilmarnock. What's going on? It's just a shambles. The whole, the whole situation is just... When I woke up this morning, I started it. Like, you can't tell me Neil Lennon didn't know that he was away to Spain. That to me just—I think I'm going to be as, as, as you said. I'm going to be quite harsh as well, and I think that both Aberdeen and Celtic should be dot points. Mm-hmm. Um, the players are in control of their own actions. Fair enough, we go after a defeat, but in the current climate that we're in, especially Aberdeen being put in lockdown last week for what was it a week? Was, was still, was still under lockdown. Nah, he's still mm-hmm. under lockdown. So, like, you know the risk. That I just, you're not just jeopardising your own team's chances of potentially going out to play games against other teams. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole... Everyone's going on about you know, stepping in the chest and 
saving lives and obviously that's the, the main priority but to me it's just inexcusable from other players that went out. And for me as well, right, the, the Aberdeen situation, the players have went out for a drink, right? The, the only rules that they kind of broke, I think, there was, there was more than four of them, right? So right away, that's a slap in the face. But with regards to the Celtic player, and I know it's difficult for us to criticise Celtic's players because it's just going to be seen as, oh, look at the Rangers fans criticising Celtic players. But Billy, what, what Bowling Green <coughs> have done has put the league in serious, serious jeopardy. And the reason, the reason that I'm so angry about it is, is because after the whole debacle of last season, we were just starting to put that behind us. We get our football back, and there is a possibility. One, one more slip-up, that's all it's going to take, and this league might get cancelled. Yeah, I just, I just don't like it at all. My feelings on it is just dot points. But it doesn't matter regardless of who, who you are. There's obviously different circumstances when you've got to take it now. Players who are dealing to the rules and come across it and catch it, for example, Kamarnock. Say they were to catch COVID now after this, that's not your fault. You know, and they've got to just follow the protocols. But see, like the likes of Aberdeen and Bongola, it's just one, it's disrespectful and selfish to everybody who they are coming in contact with. And that's it, to be honest with you, if the rest of the general public are following it, then footballers are not, they're not really any different. They're not getting any special treatment. So, and this goes with Rangers as well. I don't care who you are, just follow the rules. I want to get the, the league played, the game's done like everybody else, you know, so just... It's a shambles, it's, it's, it's an shambles. It's not just a shambles, I mean, Celtic have got two players, right? Don't, let's not hide the fact, they've got, it's not just one, they've got Griffiths as well, who's mm-hmm. a birthday party, I don't know if it was, was it a kid or was it a bird, I don't know. But I just don't agree with it, uh, full stop, and if this is the road we're going down, dot points, and that will soon change again. Quite sorry, sorry, on you, Goros. No, so I've been hearing about like finding teams, like finding a team from the from especially uh, Celtic. Exactly, Celtic can afford that like, 10 grand, like, 25 grand thing, as you say. Absolutely, just drop the three points, the six points, whatever it may be, and then hopefully the rules will be applied. And the thing is, Willie, right, and I don't know whether, and nobody knows whether Celtic knew that Bollingoli was away to Spain or not, right? But the reports I've seen is he was away for four days, right? See if you're away to Spain for four days and your employer does not know where you are. That's, that means that there's something seriously wrong in communication at the club. Um, yeah, probably, but I'm not, I'm not too sure and all that sort of stuff, but my main kind of angle I'm going to come at it from here is, I think, Bongoli doesn't really understand what it's maybe like to play for either side of the rules for him because you'll get recognised anywhere you go mm-hmm. and how he thought he was going to get away with that I have no idea um, I actually think what he's done has been far worse than the other like the Aberdeen players mm-hmm. or Griffiths to be honest because he's went out into another country you know he's, he's running a risk of going and picking up for God knows who Um when I was maybe Scotland doesn't have seen it quite as bad, I'm not 100% sure in that. I could just be talking shit. But, um, <laughs> Nothing I, 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 but like, what he's done is he's went out and he's played a game knowing what he's done. He doesn't know what, he maybe knows what his own teammates' circumstances are with their private lives. But what happens if one of the Kilmarnock players' relatives stay with them um, and they've got like a, a serious illness mm-hmm. that could have put somebody's life in danger? And it possibly still could, because as far as I'm aware, even if he's testing positive right now, it means it's just not picked up. It could yeah. still Aye, be. he's there. testing negative. Aye. 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 Apparently, it could still be. After what I've read, I don't know if that's true or not. It could be shite as well. But uh, that's my kind of take on it. He could really cause some serious, serious issues to fellow professionals. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and Ross, the thing is as well, St Johnston have already been affected by <clears> this way, Aberdeen, right? That, that game's been called off. Now the next two Aberdeen and Celtic games, I believe, have been called off. I might be incorrect on that, but I believe that's the case. So that's going to affect another six teams. That's half the league that the actions of these two clubs has affected. Exactly. That's why I feel that it should be punished accordingly. As I said, no point finding them. Drop the points and then we can move on to there. But it's unfair on the other teams. Like St. Johnson obviously missing the game last week. Mm-hmm. And then they've missed a full, week, full game. And then I've got to come and play us at Ibrox tomorrow. That's obviously really heavy favourites anyway, but it doesn't help us in Jonathan's prison, they've missed 
I do. So they, they just need to be punished. But I, I, I don't know if that's going to get paper or not. You, you take what the SFA and that SPFL do what pinch yourself these days. But see um, as well, just on all this, i seen it with the Aberdeen players and see just like watching open goal interviews with Cy Ferry, I wasn't really that surprised that they would go and do something like that because see some of the stuff these guys do, mm-hmm. it's fucking mental. Uh, like <laughs> some of the stories you hear, it really is. And this is going to make like one of the interviews like unbelievable. Like what were you thinking? You know what I mean? They really Gee, understand uh, it. Uh, the other issue I've got is remember when they were obviously you had the, the legal challenges and stuff with Hearts and they were forcing the league saying we must start on the first now they said after the Aberdeen game that there was an issue because obviously there was only one free weekend for football in Canada so are they going to find more time now like say this happens again and we're shut down now this team for a month or two where, where, are, they, where are they going to get it I'll you know, tell you what, it'll be good, but because if we manage to go and win all these games, we're going to have the higher points average, is it, they do the leagues? I bar? just heard the Hibs are champions, mate. Hibs have already won the league. <laughs> I put that on uh, social media this morning. As soon as I woke up and read what was going on, I just put congratulations, Hibs. Um, but th- but this, th- this points to the more serious issue. It's, we've all been desperate for the football to come back, right? We're, we're all raging at the way this, the league mm-hmm. ended. But you've got to put that behind you and move on. And then these two clubs do this. And then all it's going to take is maybe a mistake for somebody, for any other club who's come into interaction with somebody and they catch COVID. And that, that's the league gone. That's the league done. And William, like Ross has said and Billy said as well, a fine isn't enough here, is it? And also, just to the point, a few years ago, Celtic were playing in Europe. And a boy came on in the last minute for the other team. I can't mind what team it was. And Celtic get beat, and that boy was ineligible. And Celtic went through because the boy was ineligible. Right? Fair enough. That's the rules. Surely, going by the, the rules that are enforced just now, Ball and Golly was ineligible for that commandment game. Now, again, I just want to say this might all sound petty, but I genuinely mean this. They should be uh, the game should be null and void, and commandment should be given the final one for that game. See on that, Batman. See on the. Your name's Billy. His name is William. I, I just want to jump in. No, I've just got because I want to counter you on that, right? See, when you're saying about the Bailey Golden Bolly, whatever his name is, right? See if he's if he's already been registered, then surely it doesn't matter. It does you because know? does it? Because I don't know that part of the COVID well, rules or whatever. It's a 14-day quarantine when you come in for. Aye, but that's a law. That's no mm-hmm. to do with an SFA rule. Ah, but know? the fact that the Scottish government have stepped in. I mean, Aye, that was only Scottish because they had to, let's be honest. That means they overrode Aye. the SFA laws. Well, they should, but they don't ever, do they? So, well, they've cancelled Celtic's next two games. Uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, but no, I understand where you're coming. I totally understand where you're coming from, but the fact of the matter is, that's what I'm asking. Is that what the rule is? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't because, and that's another thing as well. And William will take us to you know, Billy, right, William? See when the, the league started back up, the SPFL should have had clear rules in place for anybody who broke the rules, and also clear rules in place so that all the clubs knew what they were doing. Now, as far as I'm aware, they might have had that, but I've not seen it anywhere. And with all this rubbish coming out for Aberdeen and Celtic now, the SPFL seem clueless in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think there must have been some sort of uh, kind of way you could get around testing as well, because there were some issues earlier on in this, was the pre-season with Rangers and a couple of other clubs. Um, so there must be kind of wee kind of loopholes to whatever they've put together. Mm. Um, if it's anything at all but to be honest I'm not really surprised because we've got nearly a sponsor and we never had cup sponsors for how long I don't even know if we've got cup sponsors this season to be honest either but Fred that's about it isn't it um, it's absolutely ridiculous <coughs> how that guy's still in a job after everything he's done he's single he's you know he's really bringing us down and as a, as a you know Scottish football as a whole the league's probably a massive laughing stock and just uh, Sky had two games, and the two games that they had are the two games that have been postponed over the past couple of weekends. They must be fuming. They must be absolutely fuming after everything that's been on and all the leeway they've gave the SPFL, and then this gets thrown in their face. And just finally on this, Ross, because I want to move back on to talking about Rangers. Um, Scottish football has, since since 2012, since all the stuff with us, and then all the stuff last season, 
Scottish football's name isn't exactly the greatest right now. And what, what we were hoping for was come back, good competition between Rangers and Celtic, the best team wins, and then this happens. It's just another blotch on Scottish football. Many, many things in Scottish football bewildering. Yeah, well, definitely. Definitely. But listen, gents, let's leave that there and let's move back to talking about Rangers and some positive news. <coughs> William, 100,000 kits have now, uh, the club have come out and said they've been sold in 25,000 managers memberships now. Rangers were kind enough to invite us down to the press conference and I was, I was watching quite a lot of the interviews getting done with Tom Behan. Yeah. And I don't think Castor can quite believe their luck at the fan base that they've walked into. Uh, we, we try to warn them about their supply chains and stuff, <laughs> but obviously, you know, with COVID as well, that doesn't help. So you give them a bit of leeway with that. Um, but uh, they, they've got loads of warnings, and I've got my own personal kind of gripe with them, but I'll leave that off early now. Um, but uh, the numbers you spoke about, you know, it's just over a million pounds for the 20, like we've managed to raise just over a million pounds for the 25,000 MyJers um, subscriptions that the fans have took up, which is phenomenal, <coughs> considering the climate and, you know, the, the strip sales as well. That's just say it's all kids' strips we've sold. That's like £5 million. It doesn't necessarily go to us, but if we're maybe getting 500,000 or a million of that, you know, on top of the £3 million deal we've got, fantastic. Far better than we've had recently. Of 100% and, and Billy you only need to see the pictures now every single day the, the, the line for the, the stores right around the Folly Eyebrooks it's great isn't it it's, so if one, something you've been wanting to see for years I remember that as a boy mm. you know what I mean it's, you'd go the first day you'd go and you'd be curious for hours but you know this is great, great for your kids it's, I'm loving the fact my kids can see this because my kids are they're 11 and 12 right and I've got a wee baby they don't understand they have not seen Rangers as we know it and as we know where they should be. So I'm just buzzing there. You know, I said that last year when we could buy the tops, then there was a hiccup. Castellar, they gave Rangers, was it three million up front as well? So it's it's good. I get there's some teething issues, but any partnership coming into a size of a club of Rangers, we're always going to have teething issues regardless. I get it's not really fair. I think the damaged strip so I've played a huge mm -hmm. part in that as well and it's it's not really their fault but it's good to see they were quick to change the packaging which is a shambles because how petty could the you be I mean for example well we're right maybe your job so you're you're delivering a parcel or whatever you're doing right that's a wee kid's top when you stab yeah. it or burn it come on you know I what know. I mean kids bitterness knows no bounds Billy no just with what you said there, Billy, I, I deliver uh, Celtic uh, send out letters. I don't know what's in them, obviously, but it's po possibly, <laughs> possibly tickets <laughs> are hygiene letters, as you've just said there. Um, but they have the, the Celtic logo on them, do you know what I mean? And uh, mm. I, you don't touch them, you post them, you don't know what's exactly. in there. It could be a wee kid's, I can make a wee kid's day, do you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm, exactly. No, I'm, no, I'm not that much uh, an idiot to go and you know, lose my job over something like that. Uh, and this, this will be officially Billy's last uh, appearance on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and, and Ross, if you take it from a Castor point of view as well, and you see a lot of the stuff getting posted online for Angel supporters, it's not just strips, it's actually Castor gear people are buying as well, and that's not cheap. No, that, but it's, on, it is really good quality. I was on the website today, actually. Some of the prices, are, I couldn't actually believe. I've not bought any yet, but I will, in the sale. Um, <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have some name like Kilverton. Ah, typical FIFA. Typical FIFA. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for the cheap deal. But no, it does. It does look really, really good quality. Um, when Andy Murray was, he's got partnership up to them as well. And I think it was a couple of years ago that was announced. And his, his like tennis stuff looked really good. So when we got like the deal, I was like, well, it's kind of unique. There's no a football team. I don't think I've got this door. So. I think I could only go get better and better, man. 
No, absolutely. And the, we just want to see Andy Murray in a Rangers tap now, you know, being a big high being all that. That'd be brilliant, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, right, gents, let's move on to the, on to the St Mirren game. And we've done a weekend of post-match reaction pod and Billy, I was saying to you before we put it out, I'm not happy with this, I'm not happy with this, let's not post it. But I watched it back and actually it wasn't too bad for our first attempt at a, at a post-match reaction. Um, so, in fact, I'll come to Ross because both Willie and Billy were on the, the, the post-match reaction. So, Ross, what was your thoughts on the St Mirren game? That was comfortable win. That's all you really want at this stage of the season. Just get a few points, no fuss. Um, Morelos looked a bit sharper than what they did against Liberty, which I was quite surprised about. But, again, it was just a, it's, it's kind of good not being tested. Like, I'm usually the first couple of games of the season, your nerves are a bit there. And, we can concede a goal, a couple of goals, and it gets a bit nervy. But I'm always happy with the three points, and as I said, that's what matters at this stage. Just keeping it. And William, I watched the, I watched most of the game back, and when I initially watched it, I thought mm, we weren't we were quite tentative. But watching the game back, we were actually really impressive. Yeah, no, I thought the same. I, I kind of watched the first half. I didn't even go and watch a full game back, but. Hey, we done. We did play really well. I also thought, you know, we came up against a inspired Jack Allen mm. as well. I looked back at his stats and he pulled off nine saves during the whole game. Uh, I mean, the first twenty minutes, I think it was, he saved Haji Morelos, Aribo, um, Tav, uh, I Tav's Ken later on in the second half, uh, in the first half, sorry as well. All really good stops. Uh, saved Bassi's effort in dying settings as well when he came on. Um, I, I thought it, it, he stopped that for being a right down for St Mirren to be honest and that's actually Billy that's a good point a special mention for Jack Allen because he didn't play that much for us but when he played I thought yeah do you know what he's a decent goalkeeper and I'm happy now that he's found a club where he's going to play yeah I, I thought as I said in post-match I thought he'd done uh, brilliant um, you know I wasn't surprised to see him putting the saves off because when he played with us I mean he didn't really have too bad a time he just mm. You know, it's just where he was in the line of his position in the team. And that's mere to the ones who are ahead of him. But no, what I like, I mean, he could have probably took an extension on down south, but no, he wants to go and play football and I respect that for any player. And and Ross, the, the big talking point was Morelos. Will he start? Won't he start? <clears throat> he got a bit of a doing in, in, in Leverkusen after the fans and the media. Um, but what a difference a few a few days, mate. I was quite surprised to see him start, to be honest. I was looking forward to seeing a couple of the new boys, but if obviously the gaffer thinks he's ready to start, so he's ready to start. Uh, and two goals, can't complain with that. But we've just got to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. That's, uh, that's the beauty of it. a big money bid will come in, but I don't know. Well, can we give him the hat trick? Nah. <laughs> 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 no, we can. He was... He did do a good, a good uh, kind of ball across. I don't know whether he meant to put it across. Uh, I thought maybe he's gone for a goal, to be honest. Um, but I got a, a good bit of luck with the deflection, didn't I? I will see. I, was, I quickly had a look at the game before we started. And my notes were early uh, early chance for Hadji and then a, cr- a, a cross from Morelos and a tap in for Blank. So I forgot to put the boy's name in. Um but McCart- no, McCarthy or McCartney or something like that. I just, as as anybody who watches or listens regularly will know that my research is absolutely <laughs> top notch. Um, but I, so the first goal was across from Morelos, and, and he put it in. And at half time, you're thinking, "What well, <clears throat> Again, we looked like I say, watching the game back, we looked good, we looked comfortable. But Billy, at half time, are you thinking, "Oh, it's only one 0 well, I told you I felt we were a wee bit slow and stuff. And see, when I did watch it back, I thought we were actually all over the top of them. Mm-hmm. We had that one chance where I don't actually know the guy's name because sitting there and I don't pay any attention to them. But they ran through. No, he impressed me. He beat three of your players. Mm-hmm. And Balligan chased them back and got him. Um, another guy who I'm really impressed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I thought, they're actually brilliant. A wee bit sloppy at times, just with, you know, the final pass or the final ball or trying to walk it in. It's just sometimes we've got to take a chance to have a shot, cross the ball, or you know, it's just, we'll never, we'll not, we'll just don't walk it in all the time. As we get annoyed with him, we rant. 
And that's the thing, Ross. It's a guy that we're probably going to speak about most weeks in, in Balogun. Um, I seen him at the press conference, and I didn't realise just how tall the guy was. The guy is a man mountain. But he's came in, he's played a couple of games, and he's looked outstanding. Well, I've been impressed with him. I've been really respected too. I thought he was younger for some, for some reason, but he's got some pace, but an, an older defender, I should say. But I've been impressed. Um, keeps everyone on their toes, especially like Hollander as well. And, when Carpets comes back, it's not just. I think Hollander and Goldson are the two best defenders, but if you've got options there for the injuries and suspensions happen, then it can only be a good thing. So, but as I said, it was just a, an easy win, and as I said, it could have been, could have been more. Can I just come in there, Martin? Sorry, mm-hmm. just what you've said there, Ross. I do think Goldson and Hollander's our best partnership. The thing that causes me issues is there's no pace really there. Yeah. And I think that's maybe how you might eventually see us going three at the back. Yeah. Having Balag in there as well uh, to kind of sweep up things that maybe yeah. aren't going to go past that too, which is very rare, to be honest. It was only uh, one, one time in that whole game. And yeah. you know what it's like when you're on top so much? Your concentration yeah. does drop a wee bit, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> but Just again, the, the pace he showed to get back there and, and, and win the ball... And maybe we could have used him against Leverkusen if he was ineligible. <laughs> if he was eligible, I should say. Um, second half, Wally, and again, it was it was all us. Jack Helming again played quite well in the second half. And finally, finally, Morelos scores a goal. Yeah, I'm just going to take it back a wee bit because I need to mention this. Oh. Uh, St Mirren had a free kick just after half Oh, I was going to say that as well. And I think it was the boy Dormis. Seems a pretty decent enough player. I don't think he'd ever go really too high, maybe to a mid mid-table team in our league but Ireland St Mirren but he had a great effort at goal and I thought uh, McLaughlin made it a lot more comfortable than it actually was to be honest I thought he'd done really well with his positioning and stuff he could easily have took a step and that would have went in the back of the net um, but I, as you said you know Morelos showing a bit of dig uh, try get in front of the player I think he beat two guys to it when I watched it back for a different angle there were a boy in the ground mm. the other guy trying to get to him as well you know and he's pivoted ahead and in you can hear it because there's no fans and the noise of the connection after you see it, it's unbelievable. It's like a rocket, to be honest, uh, when you hear it back. But uh, he done really well to get in front of the defender and put his two and a half up. And he really needed that goal, Billy. And I, I want to put in a bit of a special mention for the third goal because, again, I watched it back. And the one-two between Aribo and Morelos, the pass for Aribo out to Barisic. And, all right, maybe Barisic didn't do great, but he eventually got the ball in for a tap-in. But, just the build-up play, that's and it was quick and incisive, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we need. The build-up play was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, this is what Jordi was capable of. Um, he's not just done it in one game, he's been consistent now. See, he's been one-two with Morelos, and it's just straight in the corner for Barish, he's the attack it and he whip it in. Now, Morelos, what does he do? Every good striker. It's Maybe he's got lucky with that, right? But he's in the right position, and that's all that matters, because... It's not the great best of crosses, right? In uh, Jack Alec, or however you pronounce I'm it, w- gets a wee touch. I know I can't pronounce it, mate. <laughs> uh, it gets a it gets a nice wee kind of fat hand to it, right? Morelos, but he's in the he's in the right position again, and that's all you can ask. He's here to tap it in. It doesn't matter how they go in, you know. It's great, but um, there was another wee top point. Um, I just wanted to throw at you, just uh, just off the cuff, right? Submitting penalty or not? Ross. Yeah. Not for me. No? Not for me. William? Well, it was almost on the <laughs> line, wasn't it? So, you know, if it's almost on the line, we should mm. maybe almost get a penalty. I don't know. Uh, you need to ask Craig Gordon on that one. Gordon, yeah. uh, well, I'm, I'm going to play the usual Willie Column card, and I've never seen uh, it. Um, but, Ross, there's one guy I want to talk about because I think. He's going to be imperative for us this season, and that's Borna Barisic. Every single game I've seen him, apart from maybe the Leverkusen game, but again, better team. Barisic has been outstanding. Yeah, excellent point. Like, when you think about maybe this time a year ago, and he was just kind of teething problems first game of the season, but he's just improving massively. And you know he's doing a good job when, well, it's a Roma, is it Roma? What part are going to make a good one? Like, that's... That's top four, top five, Terry Asset. Um, but no, I think he's a, a, a great asset to the club. And to be fair, he signed a deal until 2024, I think. So mm-hmm. if they do 
if they do happen to sell them, I'm hoping we've got a good fee, but I can't see that happening for another couple of years. But it's, it's definitely improved massively. Oh, and, and well, I didn't. We seen him a wee bit at Oshishek, and he and he looked a good player. But then, obviously, he's came to us. He's took a wee bit of time to settle in, and I thought he was going to get better. But I didn't think he was going to be as good as what he was. No, I thought he was done. I think everybody at one point thought he was done. It was at the, the Liverpool reserve game. I think Gerald hung a few of them to dry, and I think he was one of them. But Gerald says he was the only one to come and apologise, and and you know that one Gerald over gave him the opportunity again. He started, it was the last season he started, it wasn't he too good, but he's all right. And then he hit that free kick against St Mirren and everything just went, boom, away up sky high. His confidence, he got the swagger, he's facing up to all the, was it the fine old fans. Aye. He's like, come on, bring it, I'll take his on. It was brilliant. Uh, you know, you love that when they get the confidence, everything's gone from. And the thing that I thought was a, a big turning point, he used to always take a touch, then cross it. Then when he started hitting form, he was just crossing it, and it was pinpoint onto the head somewhere else, uh, onto you know Kent as well, Parkhead and stuff like that. He just got the swagger back. He took away the extra touch and started playing with confidence. And what a player we've got as a left back, you know. And he's not really too shy away from going into challenges either, to be honest. No, which was a big criticism for him, Billy, when he was first here that he was fear of a challenge. But what a difference a goal can make to a guy's career. Oh, I think it was fantastic. I mean, the free kick he scored against Mirren, it's just, it's just, oh, he's right up there. And you know what I've really liked about him? It's his attitude. He just didn't give up. Um, you know, as well, he touched on with the Liverpool Reserves game. And that's what I want. I mean, I'm old enough to remember back. Mark Haley had a terrible first season. Mm-hmm. Um, right? But tell you what, look how he turned out. Barisic, I mean, the guy's just gone strength to strength, hasn't he? And, Let's be honest, I don't think I'll be here till 2024, <laughs> but that's a cracking investment, and that's the sort of investment we need. Well, he's, he's definitely one of our, our, our top players, um, along with Ross Ryan Jack. Now, it's difficult with players like Ryan Jack in his position because he's not always somebody that catches the eye. But Stephen, Stephen, uh, Gerard brought Stephen Davis back. I think Ryan Jack's turned into the player that we thought Stephen Davis would be. Yeah, I think some people have been a bit kind of, it is good, don't get it wrong, people are saying it's going to be future Rangers captain. I don't know, he's it, it, solid, they hopefully can win from Davis, because um, to be honest, I think this will be Davis last season. Um, he's getting on a bit and we kind of need younger legs in there. Um, but I, I like Ryan Jack, I really do like him, I think he has the potential. Um, he showed that in glimpses last season. Um, a couple of goals I think we've got against Ross County. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. I think, Wally, that's both Billy and Ross disagreed with me tonight. And, and I wouldn't worry just, about it. It's just not. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm trying to make more of an effort. Scott and Tommy are not here. I'm trying to get more involved in the conversation. But you know what? It's a lack of research, mate. I've researched more for tonight than what I ever have. <laughs> I, I think this is just... I think this is just Tommy and Scott with masks on, isn't it? <laughs> At the same time, mm-hmm. I don't. Let the rumours mm-hmm. fly. But, gentlemen, just quickly, very quickly on RTV, and Ross, I'll come to you first because I've spoke to Billy and Willie. That's not meant to rhyme, is it? Um, new look RTV. The guys were saying in the post-match pod, it looked really professional. What did you make it? Uh, the exact same. I've actually written that down. <laughs> well, first thing was more professional approach. It didn't quite build them. It's just, he's one of the best commentators out there. I was really surprised that the uh, ITV, I don't know if they let him go, I don't know if they sacked him, I don't know what the whole situation was, but I mean, they lost his other game. Uh, he's, he's just class. He's in his class. Um, I see you've got Neil McCann as well being involved. He's, oh, you can't mention Neil McCann without Tommy being here. <laughs> he's in love with Neil McCann. No, he's, he's brilliant. He's, brilliant. he's one of the best punters going. And mm-hmm. to get these sort of uh, ex players and commentators in, as you say, just a much more professional outlook. It just sounds better to me. It's not that, um, Billy. I think the first time Walter Smith or Graham right. Soonis comes on, 
it's going to be a case of, oh, that's better. Aye, aye. It's, it's, you know, I'm waiting for is like, see when somebody makes a mistake, it's soonest, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's the right keen treatment on Sky Sports. You know, he's just never happy, and I love that. Um, I can't wait to see it. I think the lineup they've brought us this year, they've pulled it no stops. And see, seeing the coverage, I don't, I don't get to see Rangers TV and stuff because I'm always at the matches. And um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know what? See, after COVID and stuff, please keep it because. This no, this is this is the standard we need to be setting, mm-hmm. um, and see if you want to bring in more subscribers to stuff, even if it's overseas. This is the way to go. Don't go back a step. Don't. It's you know credit to the the marketing team and as it James Briscoe and the communications and stuff. It's just been amazing. I thought the sorry, I just I had this written down. Um, I think the pricing's good as well. Why? Like I was reading that Livingston were charging twenty pounds for one game. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Like, surely you could get in the ground for cheaper. But I just think you set up a good pricing scheme. I say get people, as Billy says, obviously what keep up after COVID because there's such a, a professional can help with now. But if you can get people in the now, then it's only going to be a good thing. Well, Are there any season ticket holders? What's that? Are you a season ticket holder? Aye. Aye. Are you Aye. upset, but because... You can get the the games through your season ticket. If else is getting, you know, you've you've been charged the price probably about twenty five pound uh, per game, and then now everybody's getting it for ten pound. Are you a bit pissed off at that? Yeah. I've always yeah, wondered yeah. that. Yeah. That maybe anyway. I don't know if maybe at the end of this they'll maybe give season ticket holders maybe a wee something back. Or... Um, the way it was obviously, see with the last season, um, you could obviously you could get. A, I think what it was. You could email them or something and I think you were getting a refund or I don't yeah. know. I didn't do it. Um I didn't get the discount. I'm not interested. Um they really care that people are getting it cheaper. No. Um, my money's got the Rangers, I'm happy. This is what mm. my club is. I paid the money knowing fine well that let's be honest, COVID we'll not be in this stadium if, to the end of March, maybe next year or like, if if even this season and see if it helps keep the club afloat. And I don't mean this where we're struggling. Well, no, but let's be honest. Just take the money. We know where we are. It's it's no. I'm not missing it. So I just want to contribute, you know. And that's when you're buying all these kits now, and it's just fantastic to see. Well, I think we might be waiting a lot longer to get back into the stadium. If certain clubs keep keep <laughs> the way they're behaving. But well, the point I wanted to take to you was, and Billy mentioned it about keeping our TV the way it is after COVID. Now. I don't know how feasible that will be because we can have it the way it is just now simply because of the virtual season tickets. Yeah. But I don't know if it would be financially viable to keep it the way it is once we're all back in the stadium. Uh, it just probably depends on the cost. And then, as Billy touched on as well, if you're getting the more subscribers because the more professional setup, the more professional it looks. Because I think it's been styled on BT's kind of setup, you know, right. at the side of the park there. Uh, Emma Dodds, obviously. I don't know if you've seen the who's hosting for tomorrow night's, or aye, tonight's, should I say, because when they're recording, I'll go out. Everybody knows we record the night before. Don't worry. Aye, well, screw it. Um, it's going to be David Tanner. You're joking, is it? So, sure I've just... I've I, was, just I, I was talking to him at the press conference. <laughs> and I've also got team news, because Rangers have released it. McGregor will miss it, because he's going to join them in the studio. Oh, there you go. That's going to be interesting, but that's probably why Emma isn't there. That's a joke. <laughs> um, but I knew McCann and Alex Ray is going to be there tomorrow as well. Um, and Shelley Kerr, the Scottish uh, national team. Uh, well, there, there you go. Breaking news on a pod that will be, be released on Wednesday at 9am. So it won't be to be fair, I, I've just done my, my research. I think it was released hours ago. <laughs> so. are, they keeping, um, <laughs> are they keeping McGregor and Shelley Kerr apart? You know? <laughs> right, that's plenty. <laughs> right, gents, we shall move on because I'm very, very conscious of time. Ross, the pod flies in, doesn't it? Tell me about it. Just very, very quickly, and I want to take... Something for Gerard's press conference today, and it was about Greg Doherty, <coughs> Ross, and he said there's interest for down south. We don't know who that is. There's no point in speculating because we don't know. But he did say he's considering his options. Now, that's kind of talk for he's away. I think he'll, I think he'll be away. Um, I, I, did, I, I still feel like him. I think he's a good player, but when he came in from Hamilton, I thought he was going to be 
kind of in the engine room for the next couple of years. But obviously for whatever reason, it's just not worked out under, under Gerard. But whoever it's signed for, it'll, it'll be a brilliant addition. Um, hopefully we'll get a good fee for him. But I, I can't see him going out and I think it'll definitely be a transfer this time. And Billy, it's a shame because it's, it's kind of the Andy Halliday syndrome, you know. He came in, and expectations were, were quite big, but we were a different team back then. He's a big Rangers man. He went down to Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury, I don't know how to say it, and I don't want to offend anybody. And he was outstanding, and he's came back up, and it's just not working. Um, look, let's be honest, right? He seems a nice enough guy. Good wee football player, came from Hamilton. But see for where we need to be. He just doesn't fit it, and that's not me being criticism. He went away, had a couple of loans, done brilliantly, but it's just one of these things, it just doesn't work out, and do you know what? I just hope that he goes away and he can have a good career, because, you know, he's not done anything wrong, he's been professional, and I don't like this whole thing as just we get players and then they don't get a chance and then their career goes downhill for it, you know what I mean? And it's sad. So I'd really just hope he goes away and becomes the player he wants to be. So, yeah. Do you agree with that, Wally, that he's not good enough? I mean, I've, we've not got to see a great deal of him, especially under Gerard. but every time I see him, I thought he was decent enough. But do you agree with Billy that he's, he's just not good enough for this Rangers team? Uh, I tend to agree with that, to be honest. Um, I think we've done a wee bit in the summer while we were waiting on the football coming back. Um, who would keep who would he? I'm pretty sure I, I, I said I wouldn't keep Doherty. I just, you know, he's, he's got phenomenal stamina and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's really fit, but I don't think he's, you know, technically what we need at, uh, at, like at Rangers. And we've got Jack Kamara, uh, Arable, who are all far better players. If you want to go down lower than that, you know, you've, McCrory would probably be ahead of him. Um, Barjonis by like what we've seen during pre-season is ahead of him as well. So I think he's well, he's obviously going now, but I thought he, you know, it was always in the back of my mind. I always thought he was going to go. It's sad, you know, living the dream kind of thing, but not quite given that opportunity to see what he could do, to be honest. But to be fair, <laughs> we all did say that we would keep Canberry, and that never worked out. Yeah, but would they be, you know? So we don't always get it right, do we? No. And just uh, touching on players leaving in that, I saw a rumour that McCrory was linked to mm-hmm. Hamburg, and I can't remember who the other side was. Was it somebody down south? I, don't know I haven't heard anything at all about me. Uh, there, was, there was something. To make, uh, it was Hamburg, I can't mind. I can't mind who else was, but I think, I think he will be away. And that's, that's disappointing for me, especially after uh, Gerald's kind of early words about being the next future captain at Rangers, which it could be, you know, because mm. he's still got a long career ahead of him. Well, actually, Ross, just before you come in, we've spoke about McCrory quite a lot, and we even had Willie Irwin for the Rangers Youth updates on. But if you look at McCrory, he's not good enough to be in the central defence. He's not going to get in in front of, you know, Balogun, Hollander, Ed- Edmondson, or Katic, and especially not Goldson, because yeah. I always refer to him as the golden boy. And I don't see a position in that midfield from either. I think it's actually it's quite sad the decline in Ross McCrory because he's played nearly six, I think nearly sixty games for Rangers, and then yeah, he's palmed out on loan. He's came back. He's clearly not impressed enough to get anywhere near the first team under Gerard. Yeah, as you said, I think he was, was he playing kind of holding the field in Gerard's first few games. I think they were saying up seven months. But I've always liked him, I've always thought he's, I still, he's got a lot of potential, but where does he fit in? As you say, we're going to send him back. So he played the right back at Portsmouth last season, but he's not going to displace Tavernier. And we've got Patterson coming through as well, so you kind of want him to keep that second spot for him. And he's not going to get in that on the field, so it's, it's a tough one to call. You keep him when he kind of loses his best years, sitting on the bench or in the reserves, or... Probably. You get a fee for him, it's, it's a tough call. It's not one I'd like to make, to be honest, but it's got to be done. The, 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 prob- the problem is, we're losing all the Rangers fans. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Molly? Sorry. Now, just it strikes me as the type of boy that wouldn't sit on the bench just for the sake of, well, look at me, I'm a Rangers player. He seems like he wants to go out and, and do things with his career, which is promising. And I mean, we've seen youth players leave in the past, you know. 
McCormack was always the one I wanted to keep, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a pretty decent player. Clearly, his attitude is that absolutely stinking. Even uh, I thought he would have got to I really went, what he did, though. Like, no, I Because mean, uh, he, he was banging in 20 goals a season in the Championship and stuff like no, that. No. Big money moved to the Premier League, I think it was as well. So, aye. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, as I said, he's got a long time to go in his career and he could maybe come back to Rangers who knows what the future holds. But, right, gents, let's move on to the St Johnston preview. And, Billy, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it perhaps a tiny bit unfair on, uh, unfair on St Johnston the fact that their game with Aberdeen was postponed and they're coming to Ibrooks? And there's only been a couple of games of the season plus pre-season, but they've not had really had much of a chance to gel yet and they're coming to face Rangers. Um, I'm going to be blunt and say no, because <laughs> of what I've seen one of the players say. Oh. So they say they're ready, and they say that because they missed a game, doesn't matter. So I hope that's, that's how they all feel, because professional football players at the end of the day, obviously what happened, what's happened, so we've already touched on it. But we've got a couple of good young players, and if they say that, doesn't matter then I'm not going to feel sorry for them, you know. Ah, fair enough, good point. Uh, Ross, this should be on paper a, a reasonably comfortable win. Pretty, I'm expecting the game pretty much to go the kind of same way as St Mum. It should be comfortable, but knowing us then, well, you never know. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be made easier for us because of St Johnson missing the game. If they think they're ready, as God says, then fair enough, you'll, you'll get a fright. But it should be. I, I'm going to say P now again. I think it's going to be fair comfortable. Clean sheet. Well, you wait until the, we've finished the conversation before you give a... <laughs> we are trying to stay away for predictions and you're no, coming straight with them. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just jinx that. I'm not getting back on. That's that. That's that. Now, well, I, I don't want to get too much into this right because we're so early on we're only two games in Celtic's next two games obviously they're not playing so we've got a chance now to build up an eight point lead in our next two games is that going to be do you think in the players minds that listen good here put on a good show win by a few goals build up the goal difference and try and just move away from Celtic it's going to be interesting to see how they um, handle that because it's usually when they get the upper hand they sort of uh, bottle it to be honest, our, our guys seem to bottle it any time we go into the upper hand, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the space of this week. See where we'll be, because I think, we can, as you said, we could be 11 points ahead by the time Celtic play again. Um, which is, you know, and, and maybe that would put a lot of pressure on Celtic, especially after everything that's happened. But um, uh, you, you just, you don't know. You need to wait and see how the, the players react, because we're in these, you know, stadiums with no fans and stuff as well. How's that, how's... Uh, the other team's going to cope with that. I mean, Rangers seem to be doing really well, so hopefully we'll not back in the stadium for the rest of the season, if, if I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I asked you before we came on for one ease to look at the St Johnston team and tell me their key players. Now, all right, Willie, Willie seems to have done his research, so Willie, who should we be looking out for? I am going to go out on a limb and I say, I'll go for one kind of in each position. But I'll leave the keeper out because nobody cares about keepers. Keeper's <laughs> injured, I think. <laughs> is he actually? There's Ander or something in it. I think he was Clark. injured. Yeah, I like I him. He's, I don't know if he was started, he was injured the last time. Um, the defence, the boy McCart, they signed him for, I think it was Livingston. I might be making up. Yeah, no, Inverness it was in January. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be talking shit again. Jason um, Kerr is well, quite good in defence. Who? Jason Kerr. Ah, that's right. Ah, yeah. I, I like my cat, McCart, though. I think I think McCart's probably the one to watch in, in defence for me. But um, Ali McCann in the middle of the park, he's a pretty Aye. tidy football player. And uh, Henry up top, I think he's you know a bit of a danger as well. I think he's proved that in, in other games as well. He's played against us, and they're always a stuffy side. Well, mainly in Perth, they're a stuffy side. When we come up against them, we usually find it really hard to break them down. Right, so we'll move on, Billy, to the starting lineups. Right, obviously, in fact, did I say Billy or Willie there? I can't remember. Billy. Billy, go to Billy. See, having a Billy and a Willie, it's a neat. That doesn't sound too good. You know, go to Willie, no? (laughs) (laughs) Right, obviously, William broke the news that McGregor's out. Um, So, obviously, it's going to be McLaughlin and goals, Billy. But I tell you what, give me your team and we'll see if the other two agree. 
Seventeen minutes to Marin. There we go. So you're supposed to put context. I I know, but right, let's go. So we got Tav, right? So we're going to Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Aribo, Jack, Hadji, Morelos, Kent. I forgot the other one, aren't I? You put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I think we have, was it? Can't remember. Can't remember now. Ross I'm just trying to write him off as a Marin team. Right I'm trying as well. Uh, Come on, I just wouldn't change anything because the, the way we played, see, as I said in the post match, it was kind of, I was kind of going all over slow, passive, and stuff. But I watched it back, you know, we were all over them. Um, we bit extra care in the final third, and that's another easy win for me. And Ross, the, the, the previous game, we only got to see maybe 15 minutes at it, and you never really get, get, get much of a chance. But do you fully expect Manelos to start up front? Sure. If you asked me this a week ago, I would have said no chance, but I think he'll start. Um, but I think it'll come on again, like what happened. Maybe I spoke with for a bit longer. Um, I bet CR team would give him a bit more of a chance. Mm-hmm. He's kinda, I really like him. I think he's a, he's a cracking player. And fair enough, he's kind of a safety runner, but he's still what, 31, 32. But I think he's somebody that can change the game. Um, he offers something a bit different for me. But to be fair, same start, Martin. As long as we get the three points, that's all that matters. He's also good at taking a poor touching, bringing in a challenge, isn't he? Ah, oh, well. Um, <laughs> well, uh, give me a scoreline. Uh, I hate doing that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> I've already done mine this thing. 2-0. 2-0. Bally? 4-0. 4-0. And of course, Ross, you're 3-0 because you jumped again. 3-4. What are you, 1? Uh, will you be 1-0, Martin? 1.5. 1.5. No, I'll go 3-0 as well. I'll agree with Ross. Right, James, let's finish the podcast on our fantasy football. And Ross is obviously exempt because he was too lazy <laughs> to install the app and pick a team. Um, Billy, what position are you in in the fantasy football? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm way out in front, mate. I think I'm sitting in 958. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually no bad. Now, last well, week, uh, William was in eighth, I think. Was it eighth or fourth? Eighth, aye. Eighth. Are eight. you changing it every game, William? No, that was um, the first week, so that's me peaked already. Um, and I've dropped down, unbelievably, 16 places. Oh, 24? Yep. Oof. See how quick that math was there, guys? That was good. That's, that's that money handling coming in there. <laughs> well, I'm currently in position 302. So, and I, I tried that triple captain thing that you've done, William, but I didn't. I don't know if I've done it right. <laughs> to be honest, I picked a team and then I've never went back on the app. You're, suppo- you're not supposed to say that. It's, it's fantasy football. I'm busy, I'm working. I'm on it every no. night, Martin. I'm on it every night. I'm studying the teams. <laughs> <and I'm... laughs> Martin stops at every bus stop and can check it. We can. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, well. and can't me at, by the way, though. Just, I've seen the guys in the colour up. The guys advertising it. It's, it's quite a good wee app. No, you've ruined it now. Flawless. You, you've totally For ruined Sunday, it. No, but see, Sunday it comes to the web background. It's pretty easy to use, and there's nothing worse when you go on and it's one of these fantasy football apps and make it so confusing, hard to get into a league, so many codes, and then sometimes you can't find the code. It's yeah. so good. It's good. It's, aye, it's really, really good. That's my fellow. Sorry, Ross. Every season, I start, I have the intention to go on the whole season. After two weeks, I think that. Every single thing. I'd like I'm to point out. I'd like to that. point out that we are not sponsored by Fantasy Football Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll find out what I was just about to say there. It's uh, I think last season did they not have a a pretty a night a big nightmare to be honest with all, and they ended up pulling it halfway through the season. I think I, I think they were a bug where you could choose no substitutes, and you could have all these good players in your starting lineup and stuff <laughs> like that. So I think they ended up pulling it. I don't think they could figure it out, but. Obviously, well, they've, they've took that time, as you've said, Billy, it's nice and easy to work. I, I went so. away and built it, mate. That's, uh, I'm just talking about <laughs> work. Which, which well, I'm so people, people can, come in and ask me And uh, this is Ibrooks League. Um, in third position, with 139 points, it's Jordan Hooman, and his team name is Hooman. <laughs> and 
I apologise for last week, right? I hope he wins us now, right? I'm, He's I'm going in, I'm who man all the way, right? He's got to win it. In second position with 141 points is Alex Keith with his team, two girls, one clop. <laughs> oh, that's the best name going in it. <laughs> Mark, Martin's oh. wondering if you've got a link to the video. Just, just, <laughs> just send it to him. It's more, it's more like a Martin's reaction I'm loving. Oh, <laughs> you could just I mean, see sitting here, doesn't know what to do it. To be fair, it is a brilliant name into two is, girls, it? one clock. And in first place with 159 points is Murdo McDonald with only one Stevie G. So that's what we're at this week, guys. That'll do us. Um, like I said at the beginning, you can watch the podcast on YouTube and Facebook and through the website. This is ibrox.co.uk. You can download it for whatever platform you use, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, there's loads of them just pick one and download the podcast um on the website as well i should have mentioned ross is one of our excellent writers you know he gets at least a four out of ten every piece absolutely brilliant (laughs) but ross william billy thank you very much thank you for everybody listening and watching and we shall speak to you next week